Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One day, some of the kids from the neighborhood carried my mother's groceries all the way home. You know why? It was out of respect. This is Dirt and Sprague. The most important thing in business is honesty, integrity, hard work, family. Never forgetting where we came from. So you are what you are in this world. That's either one or two things. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. A month from now, this Hollywood big shot's going to give you what you want. Too late, man. I'm shooting in a week. I'm going to make my offer again with you. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Me, I always tell us even when I lie. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Come on, last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again. The Fan. Hey, let's do this final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Happy Thursday. we got some Thursday night football coming up tonight. Another World Series game. Why are you teasing that football game? Because I want to gamble on that game. I don't want to and talk that's about that game, though. Where, where are we going to gamble? Are we taking the Texans? Can, are we taking we, the Eagles? Can we gamble in silence? I don't no, need to talk about no. every gamble I made. We need to talk this through. I might spread the line on this game tonight. God bless you. <laughs> Let's get frisky. On the line is the host of You Better You Bet, Odyssey Sports betting insider, Ken Barkley. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today at the BetMGM app. Be sure to uh, listen to the You Better You Bet podcast for more of Ken Barkley's analysis. Just search You Bet. Wherever you find your podcasts, at Lockie Lockerson on Twitter. Ken, good morning to you. Are you going to pay eight bucks a month for a blue check mark? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't have a blue check mark already. I think I'm proud of the fact I don't have a blue check mark. <gasps> yeah, he's not verified. So You're uh, not verified. Lockie's not, not verified. No, I could, I could, guys. I could be anybody. You don't have any idea who I am. So just you know, keep that in mind. <laughs> well, you do I change be, your name a lot. He is Tricky Treatison right, right exactly. now on Twitter. I yeah. don't know who this is. Right. They'd be like, uh, the best is I get. Uh, you guys probably get this too at some point, like spam DMs from like people who want to sell you something or whatever. And my, so my name on Twitter, Twitter right now is tricky Treaterson. And they'll be like, good morning, Mr. Treaterson. I'd like to talk to you about something. And I'm just like, okay, bot. Okay. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm good on this one. My name is not Mr. Treaterson. Thank you. It'd be a hell of a name though, if it was, wouldn't it? Usually our show page can just get spammed by porn bots. It's like, Hey, do you want more exclusives? Swipe here. And it's like, Oh God, let's delete this. Can I yeah, send those my way? I love that stuff. Uh, Good good for you. Uh, I want to ask you, I want to ask you kind of simplistic. We'll get a couple picks from you, but I, I I do think we've done a disservice to our listeners in in an extent to this. A lot of people out here do gamble. There are people that gamble maybe because they listen to different shows that, hey, I'm going to try this. And whether that's a couple bucks or a lot of money, people are interested. I want to pick your brain and see if you can help some people here. So, like, a couple things I wanted to ask in the gambling world are key numbers. Numbers that people like yourself look for in spots. And I hear you and Nick talk about this all the time. I've been educated on this a little bit, and I like to think that I'm continuing to learn about it. But, like, Key numbers are what for people out there looking to dive into the gambling world for the first time? And what is one example of a key number for you 
that maybe catches your eye almost every time you see it in a spot? Sure. I think it's a good question. Uh, this is a conversation that applies almost predominantly to football, I think. Uh, and I only say that because I don't bet baseball. So I don't know. Hmm. There are probably total key numbers in baseball, like maybe like eight or eight and a half or so. I would have, I don't, I don't bet baseball very much, so I can't answer that. But football, uh, the, the really obvious ones. So think about it this way. We say key numbers. We mean what are the most common margins of victory in a, uh, in a professional football game? And uh, the answers to that are three and then a very large gap and then everything else. Actually, it's three and then seven and then a large gap and then everything else. So when you look at like an NFL point spread, uh, instead of thinking about it in terms of increments of like a half point or a point as like always like, oh, well, you know, Patrick Mahomes is out. He's worth four points. It'd be like, well, which four points is pretty important. Like if we're talking about a point spread from like 16 to 12, there aren't really a lot of common landing spots in that range. But right. if we're talking about a point spread from seven to three, okay, that's all of the important point spread landing points. And like each of those uh points kind of has like its own value almost if you want to put it that way so like a three is a really valuable number to bet where it's like if you get that in your favor right so if you bet a team plus three and a half then you win on three being able to win on three is like a great thing if you want to think about it that's like so simplify this as much as humanly possible so like plus seven and a half like you get three and seven and six and four which are also pretty pretty key numbers like you get those one and two not very common five basically never happens nine basically never happens uh 12 basically never happens and like the card for the coaches think about it too like in terms of like when they go for two right and like what are the advantageous situations to do that basically the card literally says like don't ever be on 12 <laughs> that's like what the card right. says so if the card says don't ever be on 12 probably not ever going to be on 12 probably like makes a lot of sense so when you're betting just the way i would think about it is like which side of those numbers is the point spread on? Is it likely to move to like the opposite side because of an injury? Um, if you bet now as opposed to waiting, like what do you risk? Like if a number looks like it's about to go like from three and a half down to three, do you want to bet the three and a half right now? Cause like, look what you're gaining from that as opposed to waiting. And it's like, okay, well it could also go up, but like three is the thing you want the most. It just is like a, like a philosophy basically to carry into betting NFL point spreads. And uh, I, I hope I did an okay job of explaining that. I think that makes sense. Was that no, okay? you, you made a lot of sense yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. All looking right. at certain numbers and points. Well, I, to follow up on that, Ken, like we can't gamble on college football here. Like heroin's legal, but we can't gamble on college football. Things make right. sense in Oregon. Uh, if, if I could <laughs> legally gamble on college football, we talked about this earlier. We pick every Pac-12 game against the spread. I would be betting an ungodly amount of money on UCLA to cover against Arizona State this weekend because the line doesn't make any sense to me. Like, when you see a line that's fishy, what's your reaction? Tell them the line. Tell them the line. So it's UCLA, like, minus 10.5 or minus 11 against Arizona State. Arizona State didn't even just they, – they didn't cover against Colorado last week. UCLA is rolling offensively outside of the Oregon game. Now, they're on the road, but it's not like ASU is a tough place to play outside of the herpes you got to look out for. Like, what, when you see a fishy line, what's your reaction? Do you, do you smell that fish or do you stay away? Well, let me ask you a question, because this is a – I love this topic, uh, and I think a lot of people have a lot of opinions about kind of what these numbers mean. What do you think – tell me what you think fishy means. Okay, so – That it should be like a 15-and-a-half points, like it just was okay, way too low the number. the implication of that? What's the implication of it should be more? Because I think for a lot of people, the implication that they provide is like that there is like a fix in the game, that like one side is going to win and that the point spread has been like altered – in a way 
to like make you want to bet on one side because the other side is actually the valuable side. Is that what you mean by fishing? I mean, to a certain extent, yeah. Yeah, because we asked, okay, can, 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 yeah. Yeah. can we ask, like, where do we, I said, where do we think Vegas is, is trying to get us to bet here? And my, my, my gut reaction, maybe I'm wrong on this. I just, the number 11 is so weird and fishy the way Dirt's explaining it. That I'm like, I wonder if Vegas is trying to get you to bet ASU plus 11 going, why is that number only 11? Oh, no, Vegas knows this game is somehow going to be super close. I'll take the 11 points. Okay, so like, here's the problem with that, right? Yeah. Uh, the implication is that the, the, uh, the money that you and like your friends and like the public, which is I think when we say that we mean like casual bettors who aren't yeah. betting very much money. The implication is that what you're betting on or your opinion matters. Like they're trying to get you to do something. It's almost like a selfish opinion, right? Like they're trying to get me to do something because it's like about me. Like it's about what I need to do and what I need to bet on. And actually it's the exact opposite. So like, I know I kind of give you guys crap all the time. Like what you and your friends and me in some markets, what we're betting on doesn't matter. Like we don't affect anything. Right. So if we're all on one side, no one cares because the sports books are going to look at us and say they're going to profile us and they're going to say, well, like we're, we're getting the best of it. We're charging minus 110 on this point spread. And these guys aren't long-term winners. They're just casual betters. Who cares what they bet on? That's, so like the thing is, that's why the number doesn't move. Mm-hmm. It doesn't move because it's fishy. It moves because your opinion is not respected. And I don't even mean your opinion like you guys. No, yeah. I yeah. mean your opinion like the casual better. Right. So just think about that because you always hear these tweets, right, where it's like 90% of the action is on the Eagles tonight, whatever it's going to be, right? right, right. Um, some usually big favorites and overs. That's what the public likes to bet. And it's like, <laughs> okay, but just, but just think about it. Like, okay, 90% of the action is on this big points road. If you're a sports book, you don't care about being lopsided because you know that the people you're booking, that 90%, are not long-term winners. So even if you have, like, a bad decision on a game, you'll take their action. Every, who cares what they're betting? They're giving you money at minus 110, and they're not going to win long-term. So it's not that it's fishy or that, like, if the public's on one side and the number's not moving, that's, like, a conspiracy or something. It's just, be, like, put yourself in the, in the position of the book. You have a person who you know is going to lose long-term who wants to bet with you and times a million. Okay, let, let them bet whatever they want. Like, let them bet whatever side they want. And why would you move the number? They don't win. Yeah. Like, why? so the, you know why numbers move? Because people with influence who win bet them. That's why they move. So if a number is not moving, it's because no one with influence is betting it out that way. Right. The public is irrelevant. Like, when you see this reporting, and it's like, there's always two aspects to reporting, right? It's and I know I'm dominating this conversation, sorry. It's but there's okay. two aspects to this reporting. One is what percent of the money is on blank. And then the second part of it is always, but the number is moving the opposite way, right? And there's an implication there. It's like, oh, like everyone's on this, but the number is moving the Like there's just some grand conspiracy of who? Who is in the grand conspiracy? Like nobody. It's like the games aren't rigged. Sportsbook directors aren't like calling each other, like twirling their mustaches on this stuff. It's just really straightforward. If you took that message, public on this line moving opposite way, and you just crossed off the public and blacked it out, it's just a line move. It's just a line moving one way, one way or the other. And it's because someone with influence bet it. Who cares what way it's moving? Sometimes people bet, sometimes people with influence bet numbers that the public are on. You know, sometimes both people are on the same side. It's just, it's the public is actually irrelevant. And that's like such an ego bruise, I feel like, for people that think that they're like a big deal. 
You telling me Vegas doesn't want my twenty dollar unit, Ken? <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? No, 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 no. I'm telling you they desperately want it. But they don't they care about you. They just don't and care they, about yeah. it. No, no, no. They do care. Oh. And that's why they're offering you promotions yeah. and free bets and deposit bonuses. They want that twenty dollars and the next twenty and the next twenty desperately. <laughs> but if all of the twenties are on one side, why would you move the point yeah, spread? You yeah. don't want to balance your action. Who can? These people don't win. Yeah. Book them. I'll book you. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter. So that I think people get really confused because they think like, well, all of us are betting. They should move the number. Why? You're dumb. Why would I move my number? You're stupid. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm not going to move my number. Now, if someone smart comes and bets, even bets me a hundred bucks. Forget a million. Somebody smart bets me a hundred bucks. I'm moving the number immediately. <laughs> that guy wins. Like, that, that guy knows, knows something's doing. wrong. Yeah. yeah. I think I think we pull this rant. We make it an open of Ken basically making it sound like we're stupid and we're dumb because we are. And I think it'd be great <laughs> for open uh, content purposes. Coming up is a couple of more. Yeah, uh, exa- here in Oregon. Exactly. Be a lot of fun, right? I, I often sometimes wonder. I watch Ken on the weekend, and I wonder if in the back of his brain, everything he's computing, if he randomly has a moment during a commercial break, he goes, "God, those two guys in Oregon are so stupid." God, I, I gotta go on them every. Thursday, this is my favorite. This is my favorite interview I do ever. Basically, because you just let me like yell about this stuff. That's <laughs> yeah, we won. Yeah, we you let, let you go. That's yeah. what the platform's for. Let me ask you: two big college games. The NFL's not as interesting, even though I, if I told you Rams Bucks was going to be the least interesting game at Week Nine, you'd probably laugh at me. Let me ask you: in college, two big games, one local, one national. Where are you at on Tennessee Georgia right now? It's an interesting number. Talk about numbers. That's an interesting number. And Oregon State, my bees are going on the road in Seattle, finally in the college football playoff ranking, and they're getting four and a half points in what looks like atmospheric river rain. Where are you at on those two games? It's really funny that, I mean, imagine this media interview where those two games are being grouped together, by the way. Like, here's like the game of the year in college football with Tennessee and Georgia that will like decide playoff spots. And it's like, and right next to that, Oregon State. <laughs> the battle of five and twos, maybe. It's just really, it's just really funny. Go um, And I know, uh, I know the total's gotten absolutely wrecked in Oregon State, Washington, the under has gotten bad to such a degree because of the weather. Mm. Uh, so it was it opened. I don't know if you can follow the open. The opener was sixty one, and the total in the market right now is fifty four. Wow, <laughs> which is just like Jeez. you'll see this all the time with weather games. There's no bottom, and the reason there's no bottom, and what I mean by that is like the number only goes in one direction. It's because like when will someone like why would someone ever step in and say I'd like to play the opposite side of that bet? Like why would somebody ever do that? The weather might be crazy. Right. So I mean I don't really have an opinion on the total. I, I think. Honestly, if it's going to be like a, the crappiest game ever, I always think that favors the underdog in most situations. And we've been thinking about the monsoon game in week one NFL with the Bears and the 49ers. Like, there's no question that the conditions favored the Bears in that game to the degree that they were able to actually win the game against Trey Lance and the Niners. I always think dog and weather games is usually a pretty good look, unless like the favorite is like a defensive juggernaut, but that's not Washington. Washington's like an all offense team. So I, I would say Oregon State plus the points if the weather's really that bad. It's probably pretty good. Uh, and then we did this on the show yesterday with Tennessee, Georgia. I love, I love that I did that game. <laughs> Meanwhile, here's the game of the year. I mean, come uh, on. It's the main course. Let's go. <laughs> right. I know, right? We go from the Beavers to Adam, whatever. Yeah, some, that some other game. Down, down south. Yeah, they don't matter. So I bet the over in this game at 66. Yes. There's been kind of two-way action on this. I don't think Georgia's defense is as good as everyone else does. I had the over last week against Florida, which was also successful. Now, Georgia did a lot of the work in that game to get that over the total. I think their defense is really good. Maybe even be like top five, top ten in the country. But last year's defense was like the greatest defense of all time. And we haven't really – we don't really have any evidence. They haven't played enough teams 
where we would know whether it was any good again. I mean, the list of opponents for Georgia this year is embarrassing, except for Oregon in week one. Mm -hmm. And we can make an easy excuse for that. Well, Dan Lanning and Bo Nix, they never worked together. It was the first game playing the national champions. So, like, they're not going to look as good as they look right now. Now Oregon's offense looks insane. So I I really have a lot of questions about Georgia's defense. And Tennessee allows points to everybody. A million to Alabama, a million to Florida, allowed like 30 to Pitt who's not even very good, like Tennessee's defense, I think we know what that is. I don't know who's getting stops. I mean, I, and I don't think it's Georgia as much as everybody else does. So I like the over in the game. If I had to bet the game, there's a ton of similarities between Tennessee this year and Joe Burrow LSU a few years ago, like a team that had a ton of talent, like just like crazy recruiting classes, had never really clicked, like just hadn't put it together. Part of that, most of that was the quarterback position. And then with Burrow and everything combined, it just clicked finally. And it might be the greatest college football team of all time. There are a ton of similarities between that team and this team, which is pretty wild to think about in terms of where we are at this point in the season. And the market got LSU wrong every week that year. Yeah. Like could never, could never favor them by enough. People like Georgia in the SEC title game against them. People like Clemson in the national championship game. People like Bama when LSU went to Tuscaloosa and won outright. I think that's happening here again. And I, I, I like Tennessee. I thought they could win outright against Alabama. I didn't like Bama in that game. I don't like Georgia in this game. I actually think Tennessee might win the game. Love and I think it. this might be a team that we're just getting wrong every single Hell week. yeah, brother. Love it. Love Hell it. yeah. Uh, one more answer because my producer's going to kill me. Uh, you're my gambling sensei, Ken. Uh, do I take the Eagles minus 13 and a half tonight? What, yes or no? Uh, yeah. I mean, if it's like, if you're going to bet a side of the game, okay. bet the Eagles. That's all I, I needed to hear. That's all yeah. I needed to hear, baby. He's the host of You Better You Bet, Odyssey Sports betting insider Ken Barkley. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines on the BetMGM app. At Lockie Lockerson on Twitter. Go give him a follow. We always enjoy Ken. We'll talk to you again next Thursday. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. There you go. Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet. There you go. I hey, might spread the line. We're, fi- we're finally number one for We're him. number one, baby. Yeah. We're number one. I'm going to spread the line on that game tonight. Let's get weird. Get one out of the way. Hey, we got to go because Heather Dinich is coming up at the bottom of the hour. Let's talk a little NFL and college football next on The Face. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. On Mondays and Wednesdays, uh-huh. All right, welcome back in. Heather Dinich coming up in a moment. I'm doing it, baby. I'm doing it. Did he just say go? Go! It's 22. Go! Now, we got we do have to break early here because uh, Dinich is calling us. We're in the court. We're breaking at 22. Not at 22, no. But I was told strictly I have three minutes in this segment. Uh, because I mean, like, we've tried to get Heather Dinnage on like seven times. We like, have, yeah. We're in, we're in the car wash of Heather Dinnage interviews. That's okay. where we're at right now. Because she's got another one coming up. And then you can't, you can't make somebody late for another interview. We're you not know? doing a two-minute interview. Oh, Heather's not going to want to come on the show it's again. It's 8.23. we got to be nice, man. All right, coming up next. I, the clock is the worst <laughs> thing to happen to the radio. I just want to note that publicly. The clock is the worst thing that's happened to the radio. This is a good one. File this away for next week. You have a better memory than I do. Uh, next time, next week, ask Ken if he lives bet. Live bet lives he bets. live bets all the time live bets and his thoughts on it I, I, I will I'd tell you right now thoughts. he does i follow him on twitter i highly advise you to he does do follow lucky on twitter he doesn't tweet a lot but if you watch him on especially sundays he does college because where he lives he can bet college he live bets like second half lines like I, he had a game i forget what one it was but it was an nfl game two weeks ago and he was like i'm live betting i think it was a patriot game he's like i'm live betting the second half patriots mm. under 20 points or something and i think he ended up hitting he live bets all the time okay well i want to ask him about that next week we do have a thursday night game this will be the only time i mention it why, why do you why do we need to talk about this at all because the spread's interesting no it's not it's the eagles are good and the texans suck do they cover yes brandon cooks isn't playing okay he played last weekend and he didn't really play because he hates that team that was very emphatic of you well i love that houston houston's now attacking my guy cookie Okay. Oh, wow. You don't attack Brandon Cooks. He's given you more to your franchise than your franchise has given you your entire lives. This is true. And you're out here attacking him because he hates his team who is doing nothing for him. You know what the sad thing for me is? And I told you I don't care. And I genuinely mean that I don't care. But sure. there will be a brief moment tomorrow in which I see a tweet that compares the Thursday night football ratings to the World Series ratings. And, and if it's going to win. If, if Texans and Eagles beat the World Series game, we're going to have some issues. Let me ask you this. It's 21-3 third quarter. <laughs> Who in America, and then it's 4 nothing in the World Series game tonight. What's yeah. America watching? I would hope the World Series game. What, what would you gamble on? Probably the Thursday night football game. It's the religion, man. Like, I know. We've accepted our lot, but sometimes we haven't accepted a lot because we want our sport to matter. But the only good thing for, just doesn't. for Philly sports fans, at least, is that they, uh, the Eagles are playing such a bad opponent tonight. Because that would be pretty stressful. Because that city is crazy about the Eagles. Like, I would say it's Eagles number one, Phillies number two for them, and then Sixers probably number oh, three. I, I, I think it's whatever the best team at the moment is is number two. I think it it fluctuates between Sixers and Phillies. Oh, okay. Maybe that's the case. And then Flyers. Let's not, like, omit the Flyers yeah, here. Flyers have been bad for a long time. But the sports radio landscape is never really it's hockey. E- well, it's Eagles and then everything else. Yeah, I think it's Eagles and, and everything else. But when your right. team's in the World Series, it's, it's a hair different. Um, and I, it, at least for them, they get this game tonight. Like, could you imagine Philly sports fan? I brought this up earlier this week. Imagine you're playing Buffalo tonight or Kansas City on the road or who, I mean, I don't know who else would fall into that category of like, oh my God, that's a big game. How do you parcel out that viewing? Because that's a showdown game in the NFL with two of the best teams in the league, but it's also a World Series game. It's like the stress that would induce on me as a sports fan, I don't know if I can handle it. I think it might be great for Philly fan. Uh, They're absolutely psychotic. The Yankees, when they lost the LCS, 
uh, a guy went viral because he played MLB The Show after the Yankees got bounced, and it basically said I had to get my anger out and judge it a home run oh, in this game. It was, like and it was 199 nothing. to nothing. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. And I think Philly fan, if the good. Phillies choke this game and the lead in the World Series away and go down 3-2 yeah. three, three, going back to Houston. They start at the same time. I think they're at least going to turn this football game on and be like, hey, it's 28-7. Ah, yes. Suck it, Houston. We got you. <laughs> Bitches. That's going to be their way of coping with it. All right. Well, uh, I'm gambling on the Eagles tonight. I'm going to lock it into the final segment. Spraying the line on you a Thursday. Spread Let's the go, line on baby. This game. Let's get weird. Let's get kinky. I've had a rough couple of weeks. Man. i got to spice things up Man. a little bit. I'm taking the Eagles. Right. Uh, let's get to Heather Dinich, though. i got a lot of questions for Heather. We'll talk to her coming up next. For- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch minimum of four lines for 25 dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account five dollars more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due 35 dollars per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents The Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on The Fan, brought to you by Pelican Brewing Company, born at the beach, online at pelicanbrewing.com. Usually at 7.30 is the Daily Ticker. We moved it back an hour because when you get Heather Dinich, you move the Daily Ticker around. And joining us now is our good friend, Heather Dinich, at CFD Heather on Twitter. He's a senior, she is a senior writer for ESPN.com about the college football playoff, and she's been all over your TV screen because the rankings came out officially on Tuesday, and we all got outraged and yelled, and I'm ready to yell at Heather, even though she's not a voter. Heather, good morning. How are you? <laughs> Good morning. Feel free to yell. Everybody shoots the messenger. It's fine. <laughs> we, we, Get mine. We joked about that earlier. Like, we don't want Heather to think that we, we like we're angry at her because we know that she doesn't have a vote. But you're the one out there. You know, like you're the you're the reporter on this. So I have a few make it make sense questions. We have okay? a few here, Heather. I'm, I'm I'm looking at these rankings on Tuesday, and I got a few bones to pick. And I'm going to start with with the TCU Alabama situation. Uh, make make that one make sense to me, Heather. That's called dead air. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I will tell 
you what Selection Committee Chair Boo Corrigan said, and the fact that TCU has to play behind consistently was an issue in the room for them. And I don't think it's so much what TCU, um, you know, obviously they haven't lost. They're undefeated. Their offense is outstanding. I mean, I said a hundred times this week that they've had 12 touchdowns that have gone for more than 50 yards, which is the best in the FBS. But the fact that their defense continuously gave up over 20 points in the last three games, and then clearly resume matters to these people because Tennessee had the best Clemson's resume. I mean, to me, that's all they got, Clemson. I I don't think the Tigers are a great football team, but they're the only team that has three wins against CFP top 25 teams. And, you know, TC was on such a great stretch, but as you sit there and look at what they did in terms of the committee's top 25, I think it's only two ranked wins at, at this time. So, yeah, I mean, that's what that's what the committee said. They, at the end of the day, sometimes it's just simplest to say, we think Alabama is a better team. Yeah, I guess that's what I would ask, because the funny thing that everybody noted, and I'm sure you saw this and, and even thought about this yourself, Heather, is like literally you're telling us because they come from behind, they're lesser than when Ohio State's ranked higher and they literally just came from behind at Penn State mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. It's just sometimes their arguments are, are frustrating. Like, I, I think as a football fan, I don't have to agree with it, but sometimes they use logic that just it goes completely against what the rankings are telling us. Like you say, this team's held to this standard, but you rank a team higher who just went through this, but you don't note that. I'd rather them just come out straight up, Heather, and say, our eyeballs think Bama's better than TCU. Not everybody's going to agree with that, or some people are going to have a problem with it, but I feel like it's more honest than trying to tell me, well, they come from behind. Well, so did Ohio State, and Ohio State's getting a lot of love here. So I'd rather them just say that. Right. Well, and look, the other thing, too, that helped Alabama is somehow Texas snuck into the top 25. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and it's interesting because it doesn't surprise me in the least that a three-loss team is in the top 25 because when you look at the Associated Press top 25 heading into it, you're like, okay, Liberty, like who would really win these games? I thought Notre Dame might have a chance to get in because they've been playing better um, so I did have questions of, will there be a three-loss team? Who would it be? But that, that does help Alabama. They went on the road. They beat, apparently, with a CFP top 25 um, in the beginning of the season. But at the end of the day, you've got former players and coaches in there, and at some point the conversation simply becomes, well, if these two teams would play today, who would win? I mean, you can look at all the statistics in the world, but if you've been paying attention to college football to this point and you ask that question, maybe your answer is Alabama over TCU. It's such a subjective thing. But I agree with you 100% that when you start to spit out these reasonings, it is inconsistent. And, of course, it's going to be. There's going to be inconsistencies throughout the whole thing. These people talk about this for hours, literally hours, right? And Boo Corrigan's got to go up there and explain it for two minutes. And it's inevitable that he says something and people are like, wait, what? But it is true that of all those undefeated teams, TCU is playing the worst defense. Yeah, that yeah, that you can't deny. It, it is funny when you use one thing against a school and not another. Like Michigan's held down because of their non-conference schedule. Hey, rightfully so. When Clemson's two non-conference wins are against Furman and Louisiana Tech, and it's like, okay, well that <laughs> that one doesn't. Okay, that we're not going to hold that All against right. them. I know they got Notre Dame coming up, but um, another one that I don't know if many people that we're talking with Heather Dinich of ESPN at CFP Heather on Twitter. I, I think I paid closer attention to this as a West Coast Pac-12 guy, and I'm just like, huh, what? 
Can you can you explain to me and was there a, uh, an explanation on why UCLA was so much further lower, like three or four spots lower than USC? They have a common opponent in Utah. Utah beat USC. UCLA handled Utah very well. There's another common opponent in Stanford. UCLA beat them by a wider margin. Their loss is to a team that's ranked higher in the standings than USC's is. Like I saw that and it and it made no sense to me. Well, here's the thing, and I, I think that LSU being 10 was a surprise to some people as well. I mean, you know, you can question and argue these all day long, but mm-hmm. I think big picture for the Pac-12 is that all three of those teams, Oregon, USC, and UCLA, are still in this thing. Mm-hmm. And even at number 12, if you look back to the very first ranking, Ohio State was number 16 in the initial ranking and went on to win the national title with their third string quarterback. So anything can still happen. And the fact that the PAC 12 scrapped its divisions, I think really is going to benefit whoever the champion is, as long as they can finish with one loss, because look, you're guaranteed that the two best teams are going to play in the PAC 12 conference championship game. So I don't think that the disparity between UCLA and Oregon and USC is as great as these rankings indicate as it is in the conversations in the room. Well, and I, th- I think, Heather, to LSU being top 10, I think everybody would point to. So Texas somehow gets in as a three-loss team. Interesting who beat Texas at Texas. And, oh, who's playing LSU this weekend? I think we see what the committee's doing here. Like, it's, it's okay to say for us, not maybe not you, there's inherent bias here, and it is what it is. Alabama's been dominating college football. I'll ask you, though, we are all dreading, I think, outside of the pockets of the fan bases, we're dreading the scenario where Tennessee beats Georgia, Bama beats Tennessee, and now you've got three absolutely deserving one-loss SEC teams viable for a potential playoff spot. Where We're dreading that, I think, as a country, unless you're rooting for those teams. You, you mentioned Oregon, USC, UCLA. I'll ask you, because Oregon's been brought up a lot. They're the highest ranked of all of them. They could win out, and that would be beating Utah in the top 25. If Oregon State handles business, it's an Oregon State team. And Washington's a good just outside of the top 25 team. You think despite the narrative and the noise of Oregon's loss to Georgia, you still viably see a path for Oregon to the playoff? I do, because if Georgia does not win the East, I think it's going to be extremely difficult for the SEC to get three teams in in that particular scenario. And it would help, certainly, if Georgia could say, we beat the Pac-12 champions. Um, And it would not help Oregon, obviously, because they would have that head-to-head win over them, and it would be very hard. Mm -hmm. But to be quite honest, you can't answer that question without knowing the entire picture. That particular scenario you laid out, I think Alabama and Tennessee are 100% in if Alabama wins the SEC because Tennessee's sitting there one and one against the SEC champs, right? So they're both in. Georgia, I think, has a much higher bar than people are giving it credit for. I think Oregon could certainly have a chance to get in, but what Oregon needs is for Clemson to lose on Saturday at Notre Dame or to South Carolina or even in the ACC championship. I think TCU is going to lose a game and finish as a one-loss packed or one-loss Big 12 champ. In that scenario, Oregon can certainly go in. They're going to have to overcome that loss because no team that has ever made the playoff has had such a lopsided loss. I mean, that was big. And so the question the committee has to answer then is, How much better has Oregon truly gotten since that day? 
And is this really the gap between Oregon and a top four team? Mm. Yeah, because if it is, they're in trouble, right? Right. Well, and to your point too, you probably need Georgia to win out because if Georgia's got one loss, I don't know how you how you would put a one loss Oregon team ahead of them, knowing that there's the head to head and it was a 46 point march in head to head. Like it helps if George right. if Georgia wins the SEC and they're undefeated, at least you say, hey, their only loss on the year was to the defending champs who haven't lost a game in however long it's been since Georgia's uh, you know lost the game. Are you excited for the expanded playoff? I am because we're going to be talking about so many more teams. Yeah. I mean, as we sit here today in November, I mean, and I mentioned going all the way down to number 16 in that very first year where Ohio State was ranked. I mean, all these teams are going to be in the conversation and legitimately so all the way down to what is it? Tulane right. at number 19 because it's the six highest ranked conference champions. And so it's going to be fun to be talking about a lot more of these teams and what it will look like. And I think having first round games on campus is going to be awesome because that to me is what separates college from the NFL is people lived here for at least four years. Mm -hmm. It's part of their homes. And to be able to have that um, just, you know, special unique atmosphere and game day tradition at such a high level, I think fans are really going to love it. Well, and I I know if, you know, Tennessee, Georgia, some people argue the expanded playoff, you lose what this game means this week. And I, I just don't disagree. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I think the game is still huge massive it could have seeding Im- implications in terms of who's mm-hmm. playing who SEC in, title in, implications SEC title yeah. game implicate it doesn't completely eliminate the importance of the game i'll ask you this is my last question for you and, and maybe our last one i'll ask you it, it might be too late now because the expanded playoffs going to be here in a year or two i i've come to the conclusion i flipped this i used to love that they did their first rankings like week eight week nine of the season week seven whatever i flipped it I, I, I want to see where their biases or what their viewpoints are. I wish that they do their rankings before their season started. I want to know how they're identifying 25 great teams starting the season, and I want to see it from then on. Where are you at just in when they release their first rankings, and what do you think about that idea in general of doing it before the year so we can see what the committee sees or thinks going into the football season? I can't agree with you on that. I can't mm. because... No one knows. No one knows. No one is, I mean, Pitt, the the things that we thought we knew going Mm -hmm. into this season and the teams we thought, Oklahoma? Who saw that coming? I mean, there are, oh, yeah, A&M, all those great examples. And it's like the coaches don't even know what they have until about this point in the season. And so I think they need that time to say, okay, this is more of a true identity. Um, because those preseason rankings, they're fun, but we all know they're garbage. <laughs> they're garbage. <laughs> Nobody knows. Well, a reminder to everybody that Heather Dinich is not on the committee. She's not voting. It is not her top 25, <laughs> although she does have Ohio State number one, which is very controversial. But we don't have enough time to get into that right now. At CFB she Heather. in the top four, She though. did, so that's cool. You're cool in our book. Never mind. We're all good, Heather. At CFB Heather on Twitter, senior writer for ESPN. Thank you so much for the time, Heather. I know you got a million of these to do. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the games this weekend. Yeah, there you go. Heather Dinich. And this is what I wanted to say, but we didn't have time. (laughs) Yeah. I don't agree with that at all. I I think their first rankings are garbage. Their first rankings just clearly told us. Tuesday was garbage. Let us paint the picture for Alabama before Alabama has finally gotten through anything. LSU being in the top 10, it's a joke. Texas is a three-loss team in the top 25. It's a joke. And they're clearly jokes that are operating on the belief 
of Alabama is going to find their way into this. She said something interesting there. If Tennessee loses to, to Bama, they're going to get in. So you're telling me the SEC gets to play above the rules of every other conference because why should Michigan not get in if their only loss is Ohio State? Well, that was Georgia last year. Georgia didn't win the SEC last year. They're lo- they lost in the SEC title game, but, and they still win. But that's my point is that yeah. conference gets to play by their own set of rules where two or more teams can get in. Like, she didn't even dismiss three teams getting in. That's a joke, man. ACC could get in. Pac-12 should get in. The Big 12 should get a look. And yet we we play by these different rules. That's why I would disagree with that. I don't care if they had A&M and Miami in their first rankings. They should change them as soon as they get a shot. Yeah. But it tells me going in how they're identifying the world of college football instead of piggybacking off the AP polls for 10 weeks or 8 weeks or whatever and then also painting paths for just SEC schools to be more viable for their playoff conversation. Yeah, my two notes on this. The tough part with Alabama being ahead of TCU is you're basically telling me there's nothing TCU can do to move ahead of them because Alabama's playing now a top-10 team this weekend. So you're not going to move. At, at what point does TCU have a game or a resume builder that moves them ahead of Alabama? They've they've won four straight games against ranked teams, so it ain't going to happen. So it basically tells me that TCU's eliminated at this point unless you get a million dominoes to fall in your direction. And I, I'm going to take the in-between here. I, I'm, I see what you're saying. I agree with the road you're on. I just don't go quite that early. Okay, so week one? I, I would go like, like let's, let's get through. And I know some teams open with conference games. Like, let's play non-conference. You want to do non-conference week one. you got three non-conference one, games. Go. You get to, like, okay. week four. You get me to the end of September. And then what do you do with UCLA's and Michigan's? <laughs> and then you, you punish them for not playing anybody. You do, okay. Yeah, that has to be a part of your standings. I'm okay with that. How did Tennessee beat Alabama? Uh, by playing unbelievable offense. What was their offense, though? Throwing it all over the field. What does TCU do really well? Like this dis- dismissal because we we go to our we're almost our there, history than we we're do more there. so like what the teams are this year. Alabama's secondary is garbage. TCU has elite receiver play. I know their defense isn't strong. Either is Alabama's. You want a crazy stat? Alabama's defense has given up 15 touchdowns this year. Yeah. Seven of them came against Tennessee. Tennessee is, and I, I'm with Ken, <laughs> crazy? Ken Barkley, man. We're not know. giving Tennessee the We're enough not. respect. It's one of those you got to see it to believe it thing, yes. and then we just doubt it until we see it. Uh, let's close up. World Series back in Philly tonight. How do the Phillies respond to getting no hit? we got a couple of poll questions. We'll answer them, wrap it up next on The Fan. All right, welcome back in. World Series, game five tonight in Philly. Got Thursday night football too. Let's get to the poll questions before we get to the old uh, World Series game. One of the poll questions is on the World Series. Actually, the only one we did. Uh, the Astros threw a combined no hitter last night, the first in the World Series since 1956, only the second all time. How big of a deal is it? You had three options: huge deal, eh, deal, or no deal. Uh, nearly 59 percent of the vote is in so far. Yeah, and uh, it says, eh, deal, eh, deal. It's a deal. Uh, it's Super 70 Sports. I saw this. Somebody tagged us in it. They, I guess the person running that account tweeted, one person throwing a no-hitter shows the dominance. A whole team doing a no-hitter says fancy shutout. It's a fancy shutout. It's a good way to put it. I like that. Uh, so you do get game five tonight. And this is a big uh, – uh, Syndergaard's going to be on the hill for the Phillies. So they're going to kind of go a bullpen game here. And opposite him, man, I, I cannot wait to see how this dude performs tonight. You're talking about one of the greatest pitchers of all time a guy that has defied logic with his ability to throw the way he has this year after, I think he missed back-to-back full seasons with Tommy John surgery. The dude's been out forever. He had one of the best seasons of his career. How old is he, 38 in Verlander? He's insanely old, had one of the best years of his career. He's never won a World Series game. His ERA is through the roof in the World Series, and he gets the ball in game one. His team hands him a 5 nothing lead. 
and he blows the 5 nothing lead. They go on to lose game one. He didn't get the loss himself. They lost an extra innings, but he should have won that game as an ace. They're handing him the ball again, trying to take a 3-2 series lead back to Houston to win the World Series. And I can't, like, this to me, it's it has that same vibe of when Kershaw would get the ball in a big World Series game. Like, what's going to happen tonight? Can he shut people up? Can he finally do it? Or is this going to be another one of those nights that trends on Twitter because he stinks up the joint and Philly boos him off the mound in the fourth well, inning? Well, I think you highlighted it going into the last game. Oh, winless in the World Series. He's in 0 over and 6. 6, yeah. But, like, why did we not know that? Because Clayton Kershaw at least has won a game in the World Series. He's been good in some spots. It's not as consistent as the regular season, but he's had some good moments. I knew he was 0-1 because he started game one against the Giants and he gave up a couple of bombs to Pablo Sandoval. I'll never forget that game. But they got swept in that series and he only had one start. Right. I just, I guess I'm curious why Kershaw gets this attention and Verlander's largely escaped it. I think Kershaw gets it more so because Verlander's traditionally, although not really this year, traditionally been better in the earlier rounds. Like, Kershaw's had snafus in every in level. In every level. Of of, he's, like, blown yeah. a, you know, a divisional round. He's blown it in the NLCS. He's blown it in the World Series. But this is, like, you know, how ESPN talks about sports now. This is what they would measure as what? The clutch gene. And you're winless. Like, so I think there's a lot of drama involved in this one, and... Boy, what are we going to be thinking coming back tomorrow? It feels like just 24 hours ago, we were like, hey, Philly's going to win the World Series. Huh? Yeah. Go back to Houston down 3-2, and suddenly you're going, oh, no. If he comes out and shoves it tonight, Verlander does. His ERA so far in the postseason, 7-2-0. He gave up six earned runs in that. He started game one. His ERA is 7-2-0? This, uh, this year, yeah. Wow. Because remember, the Mariners shelled him, and they then did. they came back and won that game. That was the walk-off That's uh, right. Alvarez home run in game one. But he gave up six runs in four innings. He had a good start against the Yankees, or he retired like the last 15 that he faced, and then he got off to a great start against Philly in game one, and he got he gave up five runs in five innings. Um, are we locking this in for you now? Schefter yes. just said Cooks is not playing for yes. personal reasons. He basically hates his team. Hold on. Let me just... Hold on, it's let 13 me, and a half. Well, hold on. I thought I saw 13. I want to get 12 and a half here, all right? Hold on. I'm pulling up the app. Really? I'm pulling up the app. My, I need a win here, buddy, all right? I've had a couple of one and two weeks in a row. Okay. I need, I, need, I need something to go my way. Okay. Uh, all right, it's 13 and a half. 13 and a half. We'll take it down to 13. Okay? Locking it in. Lock it. Are you better suited to just leave the number as Lock is? it. Lock it in. Two tutties. <laughs> fly, Eagles, fly. It should be a blowout win for them. Is that what they say? I don't know. They should, though. Said that very well. Very strong. You like that? Uh, I could re- I could live in Philly. Philly's a cool town. I could you do this job in Philly because they would hate you. They'd hate me the but minute I, yeah. like something's not going right. I wouldn't want to do you. sports radio there, but I could live in Philly. I like that city. Uh, tomorrow, big show. We got a lot of Oregon State, Washington to discuss. What is Duck fan looking forward to, if anything? Health. Yeah, I think health. Uh, the national college football game of the week: Tennessee, Georgia. Yes, some sir. NFL slate, and hopefully a guest in Seattle for the lowdown on the Husky. There you go. Good little show. If you missed it, go check the podcast. Tending to the fan.com. We're the last show in a ten by ten office because that's how things roll around here for us. But uh, enjoy the live local shows in the brand new studio coming up at noon today. A fun day here for us at the station. We will talk to you tomorrow at six a.m. Call us next. Listen to the ten eighty the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.